Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Moving to Orlando show, coming to you from the Bob Varley studio in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined this week by my good friends, real estate agent Sean Falk. Hi. And our producer, Mr. Corey Fiascanaro. Welcome. Welcome, folks. Just before we get started, a couple things. Uh, if you are interested in looking for homes here in Orlando or in the central Florida area, the general Orlando, greater Orlando area, let's say that, uh, please reach out to Sean. You can email him at Sean, S-E-A-N, at movingtoorlando.com, or you can call him at a number I have to commit to memory, so I have to keep looking it up, uh, toll-free, 844-826-MOVE, M-O-V-E. Um, of course, you can head over also to our movingtoorlando.com website. Lots of information on all the areas around here, listings of the homes for sale, articles that we post a couple times a week on different aspects of the uh, Orlando lifestyle and the Moving to Orlando experience. And of course, there is our Facebook group, uh, Moving to or uh, the Moving to Orlando Facebook group. Great group of people. And if you are watching this on the Diz Unplugged channel, that's awesome. And if you haven't subscribed to that, please do that. But we're also putting these shows as well as other exclusive content on our Moving to Orlando YouTube uh, channel. So you'll find a link to all of this stuff right in the description below this video. Um, and with that, I think that's everything, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, with that, let's talk about our topic for this week, which is how to prepare for a home search. Uh, Sean mentioned to me a few weeks ago, we really need to do a show yeah. on how to prepare for a home search. Because yeah. the questions that you're getting uh, as you're interacting with clients... Mm -hmm. um, so I'm going to turn this over to you and let you start that uh, that discussion. Yeah, uh, and you know, for the purposes of this, um, this isn't necessarily going to be about new builds. Um, <coughs> so if you are looking for a home that has not been built yet, it is a bit different of a process to get started there. And we're going to do other videos for sure that involve uh, buying new construction and everything like that. But for this... This kind of pertains to homes that are already built, um, which are resale homes. Or it could be a home that's built but has just not been lived in yet. So the big thing is figuring out why you're why you're moving or why you're buying a house would really be the the first thing to talk about. So you're either moving because you want to move to the Orlando area, or you're trying to buy a home because you want it to be an income property that you're hoping to run somewhat as a business, whether it's short-term or long-term, in order to make a little bit of money, or you're hoping to buy an income property in order to get equity in it, which you will eventually sell when you do make the move down in order to get the house of your dreams or the house you really want. So those are kind of the three categories that I try to put people in uh, based on what, what their needs are. So figuring out which of those three things applies to you is really the first step. Um, and then knowing what your, what your must haves are. Um, if you know, Hey, I want a pool, like I have to have a pool screened in, or I have to have um, a, a garage or a carport that can hold a certain number of cars. Um, knowing what those priorities are in order is really going to be the biggest thing uh, because it just, for one, it makes it where you can really um, target 
the areas that you specifically want to be in and kind of knowing in your head which of those things you're willing to give up and like a level of importance, like which thing would I give up if it meant getting into my dream house? Would you be willing to give up a pool if it expanded and you got, you know, 500 more homes that you could, that you could see? I mean, we went through this, um, with, uh, with fiasco. He, he's in the process of purchasing a home now. Um, they had a couple of must haves. One of those was a pool that was, and it had to be a private pool in the backyard, not a community pool. Had they have, which they found the house they wanted and that, so we're pending and it's going through the processes now, but you know, overall to be in the area they wanted price range, house, everything brought up about six or seven results total, maybe nine, um, that were in the, you know, area they wanted. Had they been willing to go to not having a pool or getting a community pool, we would have had probably two or 300 homes that fit the criteria, even being near or around the area they wanted to be. So knowing what's the most important thing to you and what you'd give up is definitely the, the, the caveat there. And also reaching out to a mortgage lender and figuring out, um, either getting pre-qualified or pre-approved, um, is a huge factor in it. Uh, I'm going through this with my brother. He had me looking at $300,000 homes and I was like, you need to get pre-approved. You need to get pre-approved. Like for a lot of people, you can't take them to see homes or you can't even put in an offer unless you have an actual pre-approval from a mortgage lender. And, you know, he went and got one and he was not approved for $300,000. We weren't anywhere in the right ballpark, uh, which is fine. It's just, you know, he got his hopes up for getting, you you have to know how much you have to spend. Right. And it's not, it's not enough to just say, Hey, this is how much I make per month. And I'm going to do a quick Google search. Cause you can go online and say, Oh, if I want to spend, you know, 1500 a month as my mortgage, how much of a house could I afford? But that doesn't mean that the lenders agree that that's how much you can afford. And let's talk about the difference between pre-approval and pre-qualification. Right. Um, so you can get a pre-qualification, uh, for the most part, that means it's, it's very surface level. Um, that's like going online and, you know, trying to, they'll, they'll, it's like doing a soft pull, pull essentially of your credit. They just do a very basic look through and see, yeah, I mean, based on what we can see without diving too deeply in, you could probably get a proof around this amount. Um, pre-approval, it, it's just more in-depth. And looks more into your finances and sees, uh, you know, debt to income ratios deeper than just the surface level. And then, of course, once you get into the process and you need the actual pre-approval to make an offer in Orlando right now, just because it is still a seller's market. Um, And then, of course, even with the pre-approval, it doesn't necessarily mean you're approved because it still has to go through underwriting and everything. But the pre-approval is the actual mortgage person you're speaking with. They themselves look in it and they're like, okay, yeah, I, I truly believe you'll get covered. But again, it still hasn't gone through underwriting. So right. that's, you know, but it's a requirement. I mean, it's something no, no one's going to be able to work with you if you don't have a pre-approval. And, but also back to your, your point about knowing what you want. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Fiasco, I was busting your chops about the fact that, you know, Fiasco's uh, process of uh, preparing for a home search was that one. Yeah. Uh, but when in actuality, you and your wife really had a very clear list right. mm-hmm. of what your deal breakers were. Mm-hmm. 
And it wasn't some ridiculous list. There were just there were certain things you needed to have. And you looked at houses mm-hmm. that had those things. And because we looked at three houses that day. Yep. And I was I went along for the ride because it's kind of like one of your kids going out and buying their first house. Yeah. So you go, oh. Um, and and because I'm I'm gay like that. Um, but and I'm gay, so don't write me like, oh, you're using homophobic slurs. No, I'm not. Um, but uh, you know, when you f- walked into that that last house, yep. it ticked all the boxes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you saved yourself. You saved yourself a lot of time mm-hmm. yep. and a lot of like you know hand wringing. You found you know you knew what you wanted. So and so when you saw it, there wasn't an awful lot of back and forth. And your decision, you and your wife's, yeah, was firm and that's it. Yep. Because I tried to let's try, try to talk you out of it. Try to but make sure. I wanted to make sure because yep. it seemed very impulsive. But in fact, you really just knew exactly what you wanted. Yeah, I mean, I <clears throat> ultimately I've been renting for a very long time, and I'm ready to I'm ready to own a house, and this is going to be our first house. Um, and the number one, hands down, the number one thing, mainly for Haley, but I'm not arguing with it as well, was the pool. We need a pool, and a screened-in pool was would be preferred. Um, the space wasn't really too uh, much of a deal for us, um, but another thing that was was location. We wanted to be near th- establishments that we liked. Uh, in this example, things like Trader Joe's, Barnes & Noble, Whole Foods, all establishments that were pretty far away from now. Uh, but when we first moved here, the only thing we cared about, the only box that needed to be checked was we need to be close to Disney. That was the only thing. Now, we're, we want to be close to Disney, but we also want to be close to these other places. Like we spoke on another show, when you move here, at first, it's just vacation, vacation, vacation. That's your mindset. But then as you settle in, you have a life here. You really do. And there's other things that you want to go to, especially you know groceries and errands and stuff like that. So we want to be close to those establishments that we really like um, and still be close to Disney. So those boxes were checked really fast. And I mean, in Florida, they're not hard to check. Uh, especially for pools. I mean, a lot of places will have a community pool, I noticed, but uh, also it's not too difficult to find a place that has its own pool. So, and When I had, because I don't have a pool here, but uh, the first two houses I rented in Orlando, down in Hunters Creek, both had pools. And I'd use them. I would use them. It wasn't a big deal for me having one, but... I would use them. Mm. I would never have used a community pool. Yeah. Never. Oh, yeah. I just wouldn't. And I, I went through the same thing. When I, I got my house, my house I live in now is my first home. I bought three, almost broke over three years ago at this point, and a pool was not important to me at all. Um, I have Huskies. I wanted them to have room to run and everything like that, and I knew that was the route that I wanted to go. Now, after having... And I have a community pool. I have used it zero times in three years because I don't want to go to the community pool. I just don't want to. My family's actually used it more than I have because they come down on vacation, and I have to go work, and so they use the community pool while I'm gone. So um, I pay every year in HOAs to use a for a pool that I don't use. And um, it's uh, now after having lived through the COVID crisis, 
which I guess it's still going on, but um, I next house is going to have a pool. Like, I would have loved nothing more while I was stuck in my house for months on end to have a pool to go in the backyard and use. I do want one again, yeah. Right. And uh, so it's uh, it, it life events change, like, what you want and what you're thinking about. And, you know, obviously, right now, a huge area that people are moving to is Horizon West. It's hard to find a pool in Horizon West. A lot of the houses don't have a pool that are, they don't even have a community pool necessarily. So it's, uh, if that's a high priority for you, that might be an area you're not going to be able to find housing in, even though it's very new, you might have to give that up if you want to be there. And it's, um, so I guess that's a, a big point to look into. Um, another, as we talked about with like proximity to Disney, um, if moving to Disney is a priority for you, but I mean, you can still live as long as you're within 45 minutes of Disney, you're closer than wherever you live now. So very, very few of you that are watching this live less than 45 minutes from Disney at this point. So you're still going to be closer and zoning in on what you want or honing in on it. Most people that are coming down, they're making a special trip down here to home search. And sometimes that's just to do it. Or sometimes it's you're coming down for a Disney vacation. I have a lot of people now that are saying, like, we're coming in October for Disney. And we're going to just take a day or two out of our trip, not do a park those days. And we want to go look at houses. And I'll take you to see the houses, as many houses as you need to see. But for your own sake, if you only have one day or two days to look, we really need to narrow down what you want to see that you're genuinely interested in before you come. Because you don't want to take a day out of your vacation when you paid all this money to come to Disney to go look at houses and they're all a bust at that point. Um, so definitely lining up what you want and making sure as me or whoever your realtor is sends you homes to look at that you are really, you know, making sure you know what looks good and as you go. And I am very encouraging of people like go ahead, reach out beforehand and just say, this is what I think I'm looking for. I can send you houses that fit all the parameters you want. There are some people that will say, oh, I need three bedrooms and it needs to be you know, less than $400,000 and I need a pool and at least 1,800 square feet and within 30 minutes of Disney. And that might bring up over a thousand houses. And so like, I, I'll probably reach back out and say, Hey, I don't want to send you a thousand homes. Like, do you have more boxes that you want to fill in? Or like in, in Fiasco's case, it only brought up nine because he had very specific things. And luckily one of those nine was the one that he, he wanted and was like, yeah, that works. Yeah. So I may reach back out and say, Hey, this is all that got brought up. But like, Here's a separate email where I removed this one thing that may be workable. Like, you know, you wanted a three-car garage. I had somebody recently that wanted a three-car garage. That is not common here. It is tough to find a three-car garage. So in order to get everything they wanted, you know, the square footage, the price, the this, the that, I was like, well, the easy thing to throw out here is that three-car garage. So I can guarantee two cars, and then one car would just have to be in the driveway, or we'll have to figure out another solution to that. So, and they were happy because they got more than three results, which is what they got the first time. <laughs> when that came up, it moved to about 30 results. And they're like, cool, we actually have and, homes to look at. And so. you're able you're able to set it up where, uh, like, Every day, mm -hmm. they'll get an e they can get an email mm -hmm. with updates on, 
you know, new houses that have come on the market that meet their criteria yep. and things like that, right? Yeah, every day, if you want that often, um, or it can be as few as one time a month. Um, so if you know you're not coming for a while, we can set up parameters. We can set up whatever it is that you need. And it can get down to very specific. The yard has to be fenced or it has to have an in-law suite or it has to be, you know, granite countertops or whatever. It has to be near a marina or have a view of water or whatever. Um, tough to do, but like there, the option is in there to filter or under a certain HOA. Like that's, that's a possibility as well. Um, and we, so we can definitely do that. And then it will send you an email every day or however often you decide, and it'll list all the new availability that's come up for you. It'll say, Oh, like seven new houses met your criteria. They just came on the market today and here they are. Um, and if you're super serious, there's also an option that it won't wait until each day. It will literally just shoot off an email anytime I house, like the second it goes on the market, it will just shoot off an email to you saying, uh, hey, here's this house. Obviously, I haven't looked through all of them, so I don't know that they're going to be the, the prettiest house in the world. Like it might be one where you're just like, absolutely not. Um, but there's a little trash can, throw it away, and then they won't alert you anymore about that home. So it's a pretty easy, it's an easy process and it's worth at least looking into and saying, Hey, you know what? It's been three or four days of getting homes. I'm not really finding anything that I like. So let's adjust, let's adjust the parameters we're looking for. Right. Yeah. And you know, I'm, <clears throat> I don't want to be self-serving in saying this, but I'm going to, because I've watched it now with, how you interact with uh, a lot of clients. I, I, when you interact, when I, I, when I saw you interact with clients on the travel agency side, I saw this too, and I see it here. And the importance of having a realtor um, is, is obvious, right? Because there's a lot of things, both financially and legally, that you need to navigate to buy a home anywhere. So having somebody knowledgeable about that's important. But what's even more important is having somebody who's an, actually an advocate for you. Um, and I've watched him do that. I've watched him do that, whether it was a client with two nights at the All-Stars on the travel agency side, or just even like with Fiasco. Mm -hmm. um, how far out of your way you go to advocate and, and champion your clients mm -hmm. and how unbelievably important that is. Because there are plenty of people out there, plenty of people out there that will tell you whatever they think you want to hear just to close the sale. Oh, yeah. And it's ramp. I, as we've dug, gone further and further into this, you know, I'm seeing it like some of these, some of these guys, they're not good guys. Um, and they really don't have, they're not in it for your best interest. Because I don't believe these things are mutually exclusive. I don't believe, you know, that taking care of a client and you being successful are two mutually exclusive things. Um, as a matter of fact, I think when they're not mutually exclusive, you're going to do much, much better. So, you know, I just want to do that plug for, you know, having a realtor that understands this process, mm -hmm. that um, can, can kind of guide you through this process, mm -hmm. knows the area, knows it well. And especially if you're a Disney fan, mm -hmm. yeah. you know. Because it may sound surface, but 
we understand what we like and we understand what's important to us, not in terms of, you know, oh, I like to go to the Magic Kingdom. You know it goes a lot deeper than that. And you want to know the person you're dealing with is a true Disney fan. Not somebody who's saying they're a Disney fan because they want to sell you a house. Um, so that's why I like what we do, mm-hmm. right? Um, and yeah, and I mean, when I was buying my house, I actually went through <laughs> I went through four realtors. Um, I actually I started one, wasn't super happy. I ended up going through three more and ended up going back to the first one because I realized, well, like of the crop, like this was the best the best that I had kind of thing. And he was, he was a really nice guy. So I didn't, there wasn't a problem there. Ultimately I ended up finding the house that I bought. Um, you know, he would send me houses, but like, I just felt like I wasn't, he wasn't listening to me. Cause I'm like, okay, I told you my budget. I told you what I was looking for and you're not sending me anything that fits that criteria or at least give me feedback of like, Hey, these are the things that probably need to change in order for you to, be able to get what it is that you want. And I mean, there were several people, my budget was only 200,000 and two of the realtors that I was going through eventually just dropped. They ghosted me because I wasn't wanting to spend enough money and they just disappeared. And then, um, there was one, as soon as I told them my budget was 200,000, they just were like, I, I'm not going to help you. And I was like, okay, cool. Uh, he's like, yeah, I really work in like high, you know, more high valued homes. And I was like, well, I mean, do you have a recommendation of somebody who, will help me because i guess i'm like too poor for you or something i don't know but um i it's i was stunned mm-hmm. i was stunned that that went on mm-hmm. until i saw it with my own eyes yeah that you know the real estate agents really you know when you first reach out they're very interested then you tell them your budget and all of a sudden you don't hear from them again mm-hmm. and i was stunned that that goes on right yeah, and I mean, that's the thing is, like, you don't know necessarily what it is. I mean, like, had it have been that situation where I'm not a realtor now, I mean, the the person that I did buy my house through, that's probably who I would have used again whenever, you know, as I have started looking around for another house now and I'm more established and would have more money to spend, I'll, I probably would have used them. But, I mean, of course, now I'm a realtor myself, so, like, right. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> but, uh, so. <laughs> but I want to, I want to make it clear. I'm not saying all real estate agents are like this, not by any stretch of the imagination. But it does happen. Oh, yeah. It does happen. Yeah, it happened to me multiple times. And, you know, that's like I said, I just wanted to give you that, that Thank kudos, you. that. You know, that never is fat, you know, that never factors into you how hard you work for a client, yeah. how much they're spending. Um, and you always advocate for your clients. And, and that's something I appreciate. I will also say as a client now, because I am a client now that, you know, buying a home is it's a it's a it's a scary process. It's a big purchase. So like me as a first time home buyer, I'm looking into things like, OK, what ne- what needs to happen next? And then I'll always go to Sean and be like, hey, so this is the next thing. Right. He's like, oh, yeah, it's already happening. I'm like, mm. oh. Okay, cool. And then yeah. I'll, and then a few days later, I'll bother him again and be like, "Hey, so like this inspection, how do I go about?" It? He's like, "Oh, it's already ordered." I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> cool." So right. he's yeah. he's really on top. Well, and especially with someone like you, you're 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 high, you're high strung. You're like me, right? So I'm not I'm not knocking you. Yeah, you're high strung, mm-hmm. and you worry. You worry. It's the it's the it's the Italian. Yeah, it's the Italian. We worry. Right. Um, and you know. The he, perfect guy for you right here, yeah. Because he's really calm. He's oh, yeah. really calm, and he's on top of it. 
He's on top of it, you know, and it, like it happens all. It, he wants to shoot me sometimes because I'm like, "Did you do this? Did, or you know, what about this? Oh my God, we had we haven't." He's like, "I got it. It's already taken care of." I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it was funny when we were, you know, we were talking last week about it, and you were saying that to me. I'm like, "Yeah, no, I completely understand. I completely yep. understand." Um, but again, that's you know, um, you know, because yeah, you can do a lot of prep and and know what you want, mm-hmm. um, and that does help, but you also have to have somebody that's going to listen to what you want and show you that, not try and show you. If you tell them, you know, my budget, my absolute max is two fifty. Oh, look at this lovely home for 400000 Right. Um, because that goes on, too. Oh, yeah, God. When I said my budget was 200000 I can't I'm tell you how many homes that I was shown that were like two fifty, two sixty. All that. And I mean, there are some people who say this is really where I'd like to be, but really they can scrape up more money. But I was very blunt about it. And I was like, look, I don't have one penny more to spend. Like, still going to take everything I have just to get the 200000 I pushed it to that to be realistic here. So I, you know, I just flat out can't go higher than that. And um, I will say as well for for new builds, um, and, and that's something we'll do a whole other show on for sure, but if you're somebody looking for a new build and uh, for those, you can directly reach out to the builder and just be their client essentially. And there are some people who do want to cut out the real estate agent portion there. Um, but I mean, one of the big positives I can give for for using a real estate agent is you have an advocate there for you. And when you're going directly through the builder, yeah, you might shave off a couple thousand dollars over the fact that they are not going to have to pay a, a real estate agent a fee. But if you're having any problems, they're going to work with a real estate agent a lot more than they are with somebody who bought directly from them for the most part. And, and that's not to be, that's just to be as truthful as I can be with it because you're not going to bring them more business. I mean, for like Pete, if you go right now and you go with a builder and you buy a home and you buy it directly with them, if you have a problem and there's two other people that are having this another problem and they have a real estate agent and I'm representing fiasco in that same thing, I'm going to go and make sure that fiasco stuff is done the way it's supposed to be done because I already have the knowledge and know-how of what is supposed to be happening. And beyond that, like that builder doesn't want to upset me because if I have a bad experience working with them, I'm never recommending them again. And I'm going to be seeing you know, 20, 30, 40 different families a year. And that's 20 or 30, 40 families that I'm going to tell your company sucks. So, and not to use you. Whereas for you as an individual, if you go directly with them, the most you could do is get on like Yelp or something and just say, oh, they're terrible and I don't like them. Or maybe tell your own close circle of friends, but you might only buy that one house for the next decade. So they don't really care that much. Well, and I, and I realize I kind of hijacked this discussion mm-hmm. talking about advocacy and the importance of a realtor. Um, but it just came up for me because I remember when I bought this house, um, the real estate agent that sold me this house was a very nice guy, mm-hmm. um, but he definitely wanted to make the sale. He definitely wanted to make the sale. And while the house passed inspection, there were some fundamental things wrong with this house that ended up costing me a lot of money that a real estate agent who was advocating for me would have told me as a first time home buyer, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. And it ended up costing me twenty five, twenty six thousand dollars 
in changes that I had to make in order to do that. Again, when it went through inspection, the house was the house passed inspection. Um, but you know, and that's why I think it's so important. I mean, I, I stress this with the travel agents with dreams. I tell them your first loyalty isn't to me and it's not to Disney. It's to your client advocate for your client be. And you know what we in the last three months, my God, have they advocated for their clients? Mm -hmm. Um, but it's important with this too, um, that someone trustworthy, someone. And I will say, uh, another thing to prep, um, obviously like once we go on the home search and I mean, fiasco can speak to it and anybody else, when we go in the houses, I mean, you have your idea of what you're looking for. If you're looking for this beautiful open kitchen or you're looking for this, uh, you know, whatever types of things, I'll go through the house and I will look and make sure what the rooms are. But most of the time you can figure that out for yourself and I'm around, but I'm doing other things that are not what you're doing. You're looking at, oh, I love this floor. Oh, I like this paint color. I think I'd change this or whatever. I'm usually off looking at air conditioning units to see what year they were built, what brand they are. I'm trying to figure out the roof situation. And I'm usually on my phone trying to pull up, uh, you know, county um, permits and stuff to see like when did this roof come through have there been any permits or things against it so that's if, if I can tell like oh this is a this might be a winner of a house and you're genuinely interested in this one like that's typically what I'm doing but it is stuff that you can be doing yourself too you really want to avoid these money pit situations and um, and just try to figure out what's going to be the highest priced things that you're going to have to sink money into. The roof is a lot, the kitchen, the bathroom, if the kitchen and bathroom have been remodeled and you just need other changes, that's a pretty inexpensive fix compared to like remodeling a kitchen. And so. that, that's such a good point because, you know, um, when I was looking at houses, I was so excited, right? Oh, it's, it's an exciting thing to do. Mm -hmm. You know, it's an exciting thing to do, especially if you're a Disney fan and you're thinking about moving here. Take that excitement to a whole nother level. And it's easy for you to get caught up in that. Now, I don't regret buying my house. Believe me, I love this house. I love this house. Um, I doubt I'll ever sell this house. But, you know, you're like, oh, I could put this here and I could put this here and I would paint that wall this. And I, oh, you know what? That couch would fit perfectly on that wall. Exactly. That's what you're doing. That's what you're doing, and that's what you should be doing. But your real estate agent should be an advocate mm -hmm. and watching your back and looking. Well, in Sean's case, he's not only being an advocate and watching your back by checking out the air conditioner and stuff like that. He's looking for possible areas of negotiation. Because I'm going to tell you now, if you got to do a negotiation, this is the guy you want. He's unreal. I can't tell. I cannot tell the stories I, I I would want to tell about how good he is at that. Um, but there were things lately, in particular, in the last few months, that would have been disasters for me if not for him stepping in. And that's not related to real estate, but just you want a solid negotiator on your side. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I mean, I'm just making sure, and I would say that's another thing to prep for, whether it's me or whether it's somebody else. I mean, you need to make sure that your realtor 
that you have some kind of connection with them. And I would recommend picking up a phone and calling them. If they don't want to talk to you and they don't want to talk to you on the phone, they're probably not going to give you the time of day when a, a problem comes up. And if they're not available to you to get up with and reach out, that's probably not a person to go with. And whoever you're looking at or whoever your realtor is, they should be addressing your needs point by point. If you're saying these are the things I'm looking for, they should be responding in a way that is reflective of you because you're helping them make a lot of money. Even though you as the buyer, you're not paying it. The seller pays the 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 commission for both sides of the agents, but you are helping them get in something and you want to make sure that that person is going to have your best interest at heart. I mean, I know with fiascos, like we were going back and forth on the negotiating and I just told him, I was like, this is probably the last one. Like if they don't take this, we should probably just walk away from the deal because I think anything beyond this would be unfair to you right. and we'll just start from scratch again. Like we'll just, we'll relook because that's all we can do at that point. Cause you know, you can't get, you know, it's, it's a big commitment. It's 30 years for, for most people. And it's a lot of money to be wrapped up yeah. in this. I mean, they, I mean, it's the biggest purchase you'll make for most people. So it's, it's tough whenever you live far away. So these are a few, tips i would say for people to um to be able to get started at least and figure out hey you know or if you want just call me and just say hey this is kind of what we're thinking about and i'll give you a realistic expectation of you know if you say oh we want to live in you know winter park and or even like winter garden and we want to be right in the downtown area and this is what we want and i'm like okay cool you're talking about a half million dollars just so, like that's what we're kind of looking at price wise if that works for you great if it doesn't then we need to look in other places because that's just flat out like what the what the pricing is at that spot so um and if and if you ask me i'll be realistic if you say do you would you get this house or do you recommend it i will say no if i don't think that it's you know a good value or if it's not right for in my opinion then then i will let you know if that's yes he will have the involvement he but. will absolutely let you know exactly what he thinks to an annoying level yeah not that i ever do that I'm never annoying with that. <laughs> he is. Um, I will say also, um, we just did a video recently on uh, an app called HomeSnap, um, and we'll provide the link, I'm sure, for you to be able to download it uh, in, in the notes below. But um, with that, you are actually able to filter by school. I know that's something that a lot of people ask me about. Legally, I can't really discuss schools with you too much because it's um, there's some legal issues with that with your realtor. Um, but... Uh, I can tell you which schools are highly rated schools and that app also will allow you to filter by that. So if you know, Oh, I have a middle schooler and I want a, uh, a school that's at least a seven out of 10, it will like make a map and it will only show you homes that are in districts or within a certain area of those particular schools that are at least a seven out of 10 for middle school aged kids. So that's a really good option as well. If you want to download the home snap app, um, that's in the link below, uh, you can filter by, by schools as well. Yeah. Okay. I was like I said, I'm sorry I hijacked your discussion. Oh, no, no, no. But I just no, felt it good. was important. To, no, you're fine. I, I, I thought it was important to mention. So you can call Sean uh, toll-free, 844-826-MOVE. And MOVE is, I just looked it up, 
6683. So uh, I got to write this down so yeah. I can be a little bit more, more uh, uh, fl- I can flow a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. 844-826-6683 <laughs> or Sean, S-E-A-N, at movingtoorlando.com. That's going to do it for our show for this week. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you again next week with another edition of the Moving to Orlando show. Have a great week, folks. Awesome.